And we are back. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Federal Workers Comp Copyright Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Stephen, and uh, I've got an interesting one for you today. We've been talking about emergent care and what to do when uh, new things happen recently because of emails. And I have to admit, I'm going to go in a similar topic, similar direction, because uh, I got a bunch of emails recently about stuff I've covered in the past, and maybe I need a little more clarification and explanation. This is mostly going to be about ways to appeal a closed case, especially if you're one of those people that have been suffering through a denied case because of inactivity. So what we're going to do here is we're going to uh, dive into ways to appeal a closed case. So, um, again, I want to welcome everybody here. Thanks if you're a regular or if you're a new one and someone's referred you here. Thanks for stopping by. As I said before, this is Federal Workers' Comp Coffee Break Podcast. I am the host, Dr. Taylor, and I am a Federal Workers' Compensation Consultant. I'm actually also a medical provider. Um, here at the podcast, we discuss all sorts of topics related to OWCP, FECA, Department of Labor, Longshore, Maritime, and any other type of federal workers' compensation, DOD, etc. In this short coffee break format, we like to discuss common topics related to filing appropriate claims, rules and provisions, rights and responsibilities. We cover tips on how to appropriately successfully navigate federal workers' comp in order to assist you with whatever the problems are that are going on with your claim or just getting your claim activated. Today's topic is ways to appeal a closed case. So as usual, as we always do, because this is a coffee break, we always like to get our coffee going. And so I'm going to get my coffee going here. Man, that sounds good, doesn't it? All right, and let's dive into ways to appeal a closed case. Now, it's important to understand a few uh, different types of items here because there are different types of closed cases. So let's start with, if you receive a notice of decision letter from DOL or WCP denying your claim, first of all, you have one year from the date of the denial letter to appeal your decision. Now, some of the denials uh, responses have to do with the date of what's on the stamped envelope. In a denial of a de an OWCP case denial, the date of one year is from the date of the denial letter inside the envelope, okay? Um, it's not necessarily fair, but uh, some people I'll see them receive something in the mail and it'll be dated one thing and they didn't receive it in the mail for months. I've seen that happen all the time. Also, if you have an, o an accepted OWCP case that is closed due to inactivity, and we're going to explain that here in just a second, or your caseworker does not think your case should be kept open due to your OWCP case, minimal diagnosis. We've talked about this before, when they only give you a sprain, a strain, a contusion, things like that. They'll close your case and say, well, you should be better by now. You can appeal your closed case. Okay, but one of the most common emails or patient questions I receive is the one I receive the most all the time is how do I how do I do this dispute on a closed case? Which way is the best way to go? I'm going to dive in and tell you today. 
There's two types of closed cases that are typical. We've just talked about them, but let's review. The first is when the OWCP case has been outright denied after the CA forms and the doctor's reports have all been uploaded into e-comp or sent in the mail, and then you receive a decision to deny the claim with a denial letter with some missing element m mentioned as a requirement to establish a successful claim. Now, the second type of closed case is an administrative closure due to a specific resolvable diagnosis, like a minimal diagnosis, or it's due to inactivity on the case. Now, administrative closure usually happens when a patient's OWCP case is closed due to quote-unquote no activity in your case for a period of 120 or 180 days. Okay, so think about that. That's four to six months. Many people do not understand, why does my OWCP medical provider always make me go and have to come back? And uh, they don't understand that this is the reason why. Because if you have a diagnosis that's permanent and you think you have lifetime benefits, some of the ways that a caseworker can get your case closed is through inactivity, even if you do have lifetime benefits, just to delay and deny your case. So you need to understand that you need to go and see your doctors, even if you're doing okay and all you have is soreness and aches and pains and you're not really needing a lot of therapy or medicine, you should still see them once or twice a year to keep your case open because they will close it if you're inactive for a period of 120 or 180 days, despite the fact that you have a very permanent accepted condition. So my advice is not to take too much time off from your provider in order to prevent your caseworker from closing your case. I advise patients all the time on this. Some listen, some don't, but they all come back and they ask Mr. Fix-It to fix it. But if you've experienced an administrative closure of your account, and there are, there are some things I can tell you today that are remedies that are afforded you that can help you get your case reopened. Now, one of the most common ways to appeal a closed case, whether it's an administrative closure or it's an outright denial of an initial claim presentation, is to do it through an oral hearing. And the reason why I recommend the oral hearing is because oral hearings can be attended telephonically. You don't have to go. You don't have to show up. You can do it by phone. Now, there are three types of appeals if you have one of these types of denials, whether it's administrative closure or outright denial of your claim. We've covered this in a previous podcast, but I'm going to go through this and review the types of appeals for a minute. Now, this first one that we talked about, the oral hearing or review of the written record, this is a provision of appeal that basically states that before review by consideration or reconsideration, a claimant not satisfied with a decision uh, that his case is being denied to what he thinks is entitled to, a, requ a request can be made within 30 days after the date of the issuance of the decision to a hearing on his claim before a representative of the secretary. An oral hearing or review of the written record is not permitted if the employee has previously been granted a reconsideration. In other words, you, you have to file this one within 30 days you cannot file for an oral hearing if you've already filed for a reconsideration and it was denied. You have to pick one of these three types that we're going over right now. And the oral hearing, you have to request that one the soonest, within 30 days of your denial, whether it's administrative or an outright closure. So in other words, an oral hearing or review of the written record can precede but not follow a reconsideration by OWCP. Now, again, let's talk about oral hearings for a second because this is the one that I recommend the most to my patients that is the most successful and the most um, successful the fastest. Oral hearings can be attended telephonically. One of the most common ways to appeal 
is over the phone. So if you request an OWCP oral hearing, you can now attend it by telephone, which saves you the trouble and cost of attending your, uh, your oral hearing in person. You, your doctor, your union representative, steward, or an OWCP consultant, or a lawyer, any of that, including you all by yourself, can represent you in an oral hearing. The oral hearing process by telephone allows you or your representative to represent you during an oral hearing via conference call. Though, although the EFICO was intended to be non-adversarial, the law is, is pretty complicated, and it really does help to get somebody to help you. You need people like me as a consultant or people that are advocates or lawyers because a lot of this stuff is pretty tedious and can be pretty overwhelming in the beginning when it's new to you. I highly, represent getting, I highly recommend you getting representation for your oral hearing, but some people do it on their own and they win. The provision for this type of appeal is found under 5 U.S.C. subsection 8128A if you want to look it up on the internet. This pretty much means that then an injured employee who does not agree with DOL and OWCB case decisions, they can then appeal orally, but under an oral appeal, there is the telephone option, which is not available to you by the other types of appeal. I highly recommend it. It's the most streamlined, and it is definitely the most successful in my opinion. And um, I think it's the best choice of all three. But let me go over the other two, okay? But I think not having to meet in person and have to go to court and all that is the best way. Now, there's also a written request. This is the most common. That's where you, the injured federal employee, can go the route of doing things in the written format. That's your reconsideration. To go that route, you have to have it submitted within one year, not 30 days like an oral hearing request. We have to submit a reconsideration within one year of your denial decision on record and the denial decision date. The written way is pretty much asking people in OWC that work for the Secretary of Labor to review new arguments that you're going to present new evidence that you think did not get um, included enough to assist you with your claim. So you can't just refile with new arguments. You have to actually have new evidence when you file reconsiderations. This is why most reconsiderations do not um, get approved. And as we talked about before, most reconsiderations that do include new arguments and new evidence, uh, including a new medical report or new witness statements, etc., you're still presenting it to the same people who denied it the first time. It's only until you get to the second reconsideration appeal that you go around your caseworker and get to a senior claims examiner or someone else that didn't deny it the first time. So you can see how this method typically always gets denied the first time, goes to a second time, and that can take anywhere from six months to two years, very commonly. That's why oral hearings, I think, are the best way. Now, there's also the ECAB panel appeal. The ECAB is a panel of three members. They're a panel of the Department of Labor, but they're not your caseworker, okay? They're separate from OWCP. These members are appointed by the Department of Labor, Labor Secretary, and this appeal, this way, has to be done within 180 days of the OWCP's original denial decision, whether it's an administrative closure or a denial. You have 180 days to use this method. No new evidence or requests can be submitted for this appeal. The decision comes out of this hearing is valid for one year. After that year, the injured federal employee can file for reconsideration, but you cannot file for reconsideration and then do ECAB. You have to file for an ECAB first, and then if you lose at the ECAB, you can start with resubmissions of reconsideration with new evidence to reopen your case. 
Now, request for an appeal with the Employees Compensation Appeals Board, the ECAB, should be addressed to Employee Compensation Appeals Board, 200 Constitution Avenue, Northwest, Room S5220, Washington, D.C., 20210. Okay, now, if you want to request an oral hearing, don't, by the way, that's all three. Now, we've gone over reconsideration, ECAB hearing, and the oral hearing. And I want to go back to the oral hearing and why I recommended it and go into the procedural details. If you want to request the oral hearing for denied or closed case, here are the steps to file an oral hearing request. First of all, a request for an oral hearing or review of the written record with a branch of hearings and review should be addressed to branch of hearings and review, Office of Workers' Compensation Programs, P.O. Box 37117, Washington, D.C., 20013-7117 zip code, and review any formal decision you may have received for more information regarding the appellate process. In other words, if you have a written denial, on the last page of the OWCP denial letter, there is a review of the appellate process. And it requires that you sign it and request which type of these type of appeals you want to appeal your closed case. If you want to dispute your case denial and you have that OWCP denial letter for an oral hearing, let me go through the three steps you got to do in that letter. Number one, check the box for an oral hearing telephonically, which is the first one on the left-hand side. Second, you got to sign the sheet and then take that sheet with the request and mail it to the address I just mentioned to, to the branch of hearings and review. That way they receive it. And I would recommend you do return receipt to show that someone signed for it. Now, a lot of people ask me what to expect, what's going to go on in the hearing. So let me go through the procedurals of oral hearings and how they're conducted. The hearing representative retains complete discretion to set the time, place, and method of the hearing, including the amount of time allotted for the hearing. So considering the issues to be resolved, you want to be prepared to have your uh, answers be concise and to the point and that you might want to practice a little bit as a part of your presentation because you have a set amount of time. Any requests for reasonable accommodation by individuals with disabilities should be made through the procedure prescribed in the initial acknowledgement letter. Once you file for administrative hearing the way we just discussed, they're going to send you a response letter giving you the time, place, and uh, granting you the method of the hearing, such as telephonically. Now, unless otherwise directed in writing by the claimant, the hearing representative will mail a notice of the time, place, and method of the oral hearing to you or your representative at least 30 days before the actual hearing date. The employer will also be mailed a notice of at least 30 days before the scheduled date. There are times when an employee representative is requested to answer questions in a hearing. You may not be the only person at that hearing. All right. Also, you got to understand that the hearing itself is an informal process, and the hearing representative is not bound by, you know, common laws or statutory rules of evidence or technical or formal rules that lawyers are trained in. So the procedures and sections of the Administrative Procedure Act can be managed by non-lawyers, by advocates, and even by you yourself if you prepare or you reach out and ask me for some help. People who understand OWCP as advocates, we can help you get through it. The, it's, the, the statute rules of evidence of law and all that stuff is not uh, required for this level of hearing. But your hearing representative may conduct the hearing in such a manner as to best ascertain the rights of the claimant if they understand those legal rights. That's why lawyers, personally, I think, are the best for these kind of hearings. But lots of people are good at this kind of stuff. 
Now, during the hearing process, the claimant may state his or her arguments and present new written evidence in support of the claim, and hearings are usually limited to about an hour. Uh, this limitation may be extended in the discretion of the hearing representative, but they have total discretion. Testimony at oral hearings, including those conducted by teleconference, video conference, or other electronic means, is recorded. Then it's transcribed and placed in the record. So there is a written record for review. Oral testimonies shall be made under oath, so then you will have to testify under oath. And the transcript of the hearing is the official record of the hearing. Now, OWCP will furnish a transcript of the oral hearing to the claimant and or your employer or representative who have 20 dates from the date that it is sent to comment. The employer shall send any comments to OWCP and the claimant who will also have 20 more days from the day of the agency's certificate of service to comment. Now the hearing remains open for the submittal of additional evidence that's found to be needed during the hearing until 30 days after the hearing is held. Unless a hearing representative in his or her sole discretion grants an extension, you're given 30 days. Only one such extension may be granted. A copy of the decision will be mailed to the claimant's last known address, so make sure your address has been updated to the hearing officer and to, in, to your representative and to the employer. Okay, that's how they do hearings. In a FECA claim, understand, it's OWC's burden of proof to end or terminate your benefits. Okay, we talked about this before, but let me explain administrative closures, okay? If you have had no activity, which means in e-comp or in billing, there's not been a bill for a visit with some specialist who bills OWCP for a period of 120 or 180 days, sometimes a subsequent bill will trigger the provider being advised that there was an administrative closure and the claimant needs to call to address that. This happens a lot when you're seeing a pain management doctor or you're going to the VA and you haven't been following up with your OWCP doctor as often and more than four to six months has gone by and you didn't realize that the, your case is closed and then suddenly you find out uh, that your case has been closed because you finally show up a year later or something and they say, well, your case is closed. You've had an administrative closure. Now, I want you to know something. This is a common this is a commonly recommended thing that I disagree with, okay? Do not file a CA2A reoccurrence if there is an administrative closure in your case. Your claims examiner should agree to remove the closure when you call and say there's a doctor bill. If there has been no decision to terminate your claim and your doctor did not write a report saying you're all better and discharging you, a claims examiner is supposed to remove the closure. If they tell you to file a reoccurrence, they are wrong. Now, if your doctor did discharge you or your doctor did uh, terminate your claim, then your caseworker is correct and you would need to file a reoccurrence. But most of the time, that never happens. It's usually just there's been a period of time that has gone by, more than four to six months, that you haven't followed up with your OWCP doctor for whatever reason. So if they tell you to file a recurrence, your caseworker is wrong, you should nicely ask them to have a supervisor call you to discuss the situation. And, it is, and usually a supervisor who understands the rules will concede if your doctor never shuts you down and you have a permanent diagnosis. If you file a reoccurrence due to an administrative closure, you are making the process vastly more difficult and more time consuming for yourself. All right, guys. That's it for ways to close appeal. I wanted to go over this because I get a lot of questions on this. So now you know what I recommend, how to do an oral hearing by telephone, how to request it, 
and two different types of common closures that people go and use an oral hearing to get reestablished or win their case. Well, I hear the music, so I guess that does it for the episode of Federal Workers' Coffee Break Podcast. First of all, like I said before, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to share this podcast with other federal workers you think would benefit from this information. And also, if you need an approved medical provider for your OWCP or DOL Longshore case in Florida, you can find me in Tampa, two different locations. You can find Dr. Thomas and myself in Jacksonville. Uh, if you want to make a consult with me, discuss your case, or if you know someone in Florida who is recently injured, you can call the clinic at 813-877-6900. Also, if you're in another state, if you want me to assist you with your claim, uh, you can just email me at fedcompconsultants at protonmail.com for free assistance, and uh, I'd be more than happy to help you. And as usual, I need to get this coffee going and warmed up and get it going. So as usual, I want to thank all of you who put on that uniform, that badge, deliver that mail, take care of our veterans, and make this government run. This is a big thank you to all of you. I could not do this if it wasn't for you guys. I do this for free just for you. We cannot do this without you with all the work you all put up with and y'all all do out there. So this is my big thank you. And remember, if you have an injured federal claim and you need assistance, I'm here to help. So see you next time. I'm off to get my coffee warmed up. Keep sending those emails and questions and comments, and I'll keep putting on podcasts answering your questions. I appreciate hearing from all of you. See you next time.